0: that I seen a buck down here and it's been a couple of years ago we called him Moose because he was like all well, palmated on one side a mule deer uh-huh. and uh, three days later we were on the border I mean like we right out right on the border and uh, we were pulled in there and we got up on the hill started glassing and that buck was down there and that's 26 miles in two days. Well, when, when the archery starts, you know, the rifle, you got rifle hunt, and that last rifle hunt goes till the 31st, which is archery too. But then again, mm-hmm. you only got, you don't have as many tags, you only have 50 to 75 tags in a whole unit, so there's a lot less pressure. So a lot of those buffs have come back down from where they were, or, you know, come back up from the bottoms or whatever, and they'll start relaxing, mm-hmm. and then, going after those does so it's not as hard as what the rifle hunts are because once you got everybody shooting those like you said those bucks don't even move and once Mm -hmm. that late archery season starts start seeing these bucks move and then the rut kicks in and you'll see them a lot more. We kind of just you know as long as you're downwind and everything kind of just sit find a spot get tucked in and sit up there within the range and kind of hope that he's going to get up and come your way or another way we do it is if we can get up and go around and come up and on top of them. That's that's your best way to kill a cruise, I think, is come up on top where they're down below you. That seems to work the best. Going up to them, like if you're going up the mountain, going straight at them, that's almost impossible.
1: Hey guys, welcome to Throwback Thursdays. I've gone through my library and started picking out some of the most popular podcasts over the last. 12, 14 years or whatever, how long it's been, I've forgotten now uh, that I've been doing this and um, we've re-edited them and put them out there for you guys to to check out. Uh, A lot of good information there. So forgive me, some of them might be a little bit poor quality, you know, depending on when it was recorded. But uh, Throwback Thursday is brought to you by howlforwildlife.org. Howl for Wildlife was designed to give the hunter and angler a fast-acting tool to combat anti-hunting and fishing bills and initiatives. Hal has given us, sportsmen and women, not only the ability to act fast, but to amplify our voices and to be heard on issues concerning wildlife management. Hal supports science-based wildlife management and will continue to fight any initiative that goes against sound management. So become a member at howlforwildlife.org thank you let's jump into this episode today we're gonna talk a little bit about
2: uh late season archery hunts here in arizona talk a little bit about uh the coos rut mule deer rut some of the differences between the two and uh i got my good friend and longtime hunting buddy uh bill Babish from letter rip outfitters on with us and uh you know, hopefully between uh, the two of us, we can uh, shed some knowledge on some of the questions that I got. What's so, going on, Bill? Hey, what's going on, John? Oh, you know, another another day in the life of uh, of John Stallone. Been all <laughs> over, been all over, been all over the place already this morning. <laughs> Probably put a hundred fifty oh, yeah. miles on the truck. Just running around Damn. taking care of stuff. Yeah, I was left the house early and been running around. You getting set up uh for deer camp right now?
0: Yeah, we're just getting everything set up for these rifle uh cruise hunts. <laughs> a mm-hmm. lot of these clients a lot of the clients didn't draw it's so hard to draw nowadays. They drew the late November and December hunt instead of the October November, so we're actually mm-hmm. just now getting started on our hunts.
1: So, yeah.
2: Then honestly I, I feel like those hunts are even harder to get now too. Um are getting harder to get. Well um, we
0: had yeah, we had I think eight clients, and out of the eight, only two got drawn. Yeah. So it, Man, it's kind of yeah, it's just it's getting rough down here. I don't know. I know a lot of guys that it, you know this is the first time they haven't been even drawn. Yeah. Even in honestly, Arizona,
2: you know. I mean, I know it's it's tough because there's a lot of people putting in now, uh, especially is getting more and more popular, where it wasn't quite as popular the of a uh, game species, but um, it actually might get a little bit tougher here pretty soon. I'm supposed to have uh, so cause for like the last seven or eight years, fish and games been managing Arizona, except for sheep, of course. And um, you know, some super high trophy stuff like, um, you know, strip and whatnot, but um, they've been managing for opportunity. And I'm supposed to have yeah. a, uh, a sit-down with them here. They they contacted me about maybe changing and going back to the way they used to be. So if, I don't know if you remember, and it feels like it's been forever that it's been this way, but it really wasn't that long ago we didn't have this many tags. Like, I mean, the Kuzner tags almost freaking doubled. Elk tags almost doubled. And there's a lot of units kind of hurting for it you know? Yeah, I know. So that. that's, a, that's the thing. It's kind I of think, a double-edged yeah. sword there, you know? It's like, as an outfitter, of course, I want people to, you know, and I'm sure you're the same way. You want people to draw so you have your clients, yeah. you know? It's it's tough. It's tough. a tough business when you're almost a, practically a draw-only state, you know, to, to get people to draw stuff and, and to have, like you said, you had eight people and only two people drew. It, you know, it's tough. Uh, it's tough to have yeah, a business then, that way. But, at the same time you want them to have a quality experience you want them to come here and see lots of game shoot big shit and it's tough you know yeah but. and then if they don't
0: they don't draw like uh, i talked to a couple guys they're like what do you mean we didn't draw I'm like I'm, I'm sorry you know that's just the way it goes it's uh it's getting harder and then they get discouraged and have to wait till next yeah. year and you know and a lot of them don't even archery hunt so you can't because a lot of times if they don't draw, I'll say, well, we can, you know, exchange it for an archery hunt, you know, but right. if they don't archery hunt, that ain't going to do no good.
2: No, So no.
0: But, no, well, we'll see what happens. It's just a lot of these, I can't even remember how many tags were 20 years ago, to tell you the truth.
2: I know it wasn't, no. I know a lot of the southern units. I don't were, think it even was. I don't even think it was 20 years ago. I want to say it was about 10, like less than 10 years ago. If you think about it, I don't ever remember seeing six or 700 tags in one unit.
0: I that's mean, what I was going to say. There's 800 in one unit. I mean, that's yeah. yeah. At, that's, you got October, 800, November, 800. And you know, the late November, 800. And they dropped the late December down to, I think 50. Right. That's just, I mean, it's, and then when you go out there with 800 people, it's just insane. It's not even really fun.
2: Right. Know? Right. So, exactly. Well, I, and you know, besides the fact that a lot of young bucks get killed that way because people get frustrated because they're not seeing the 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 big mature Mature. bucks anymore because there's so many people out in the field that, you know, they, the deer feel the pressure. So the big bucks are smart and, you know, go nocturnal or whatever. And, uh, you know, the game and fishes idea for this whole, you know, that uh, the deer herds and the elk herds weren't going to get decimated. Whereas because there was more people out there that the hunters would screw up other hunters. And I mean, that's a pretty shitty thing. One, to have to rely on the fact that, you know, that, that that's going to happen. There's like no science behind the numbers that uh, of, uh, of tags that they're giving right now. And uh, yeah. so, we'll see. I'm hoping it'll change. Like, you know, it, it's tough. Like you said, cause it's going to mean, some of us aren't going to get to go hunting as often, but,
0: yeah, but it'll um, pay off in the long run, you know?
2: Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know about you, but I'd rather have a better quality tag and go, you know, get a rifle tag every three years as opposed to getting one every year, you yeah. know, for, for deer or whatever. Uh, you know, and I, of course elk, you know, we're already, you're, I don't know, the units that I put in, which are considered trophy units, I feel like take every five years or so uh, as a resident, I feel like they're probably going to go up to the seven-year mark oh, which, if they, they drop is, tag numbers which down, is which bad. is okay still. Oh, sure. you know, I, I can live with that, You know, especially since I, I and I, maybe it's only because I hunt out of state a lot and I don't mind traveling to go to hunt. Those who don't rely on only hunting here in Arizona I might that might hurt a little bit, but in the long run, I think it's better for the better for the elk and deer herd and give a better quality experience,
0: yeah exactly.
2: So, anyway all right before I go down more of a rabbit hole that I don't want to get into right now um. <laughs> anyway well you've been on the show a bunch i'm sure people know who you are but just in case uh, just give a quick rundown about yourself yeah and then, hey, uh,
0: well i run letter up outfitters we do uh guided hunts down here in mainly southern arizona uh the queues archery our main thing is archery you know late season archery we do um uh, mule deer and queues we do a lot of rifle queues hunts but uh we do you know bear and antelope and whatever whatnot but like I said, most of it is just arch, late archery, so
2: that's about right. it. Um, well, that's what we have to talk about, because it's like your specialty over there. Yeah. I, ba- so, I basically, uh, and if you don't know this already, Bill's like, he gets to hunt maybe five, six days for himself every year, and he always yeah, manages to squeak it. out of a buck.
0: <laughs> Always matter to speak
2: out a butt for himself.
0: <laughs> I have uh three days right now before my clients come in to try to do something. Which ain't the best three days, it's you know Friday, Saturday and Sunday, but
1: yeah, with this colder knows, weather coming in.
0: To, yeah, but it's you know, the cold weather is supposed to be in the fifties, that's gonna it's gonna help a little bit.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, sure. I don't get too much time.
2: That's that's the price you pay. That's for sure. Being a guide. <laughs>
0: yeah, hey, you, you can't be killing now. stuff
2: for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, It's, yeah.
0: it's uh, you know to me though, it's it's just as much fun and uh, rewarding, you know, to see somebody else get one too. You know, I've hunted so many years and I've killed a lot right. of deer. It's it's not really. It don't it don't bug me as bad as it used to when I first started. You know, like oh, I didn't get a deer, and Now, now so it's just like I'm not going to go out there and kill a 70 80 inch buck you know i'm looking for something good if i don't know oh, well you got archery right you Got next year or whatever so it's not a big deal
2: yeah no i hear you i enjoy seeing other people succeed i enjoy being part of it but um uh, there's still there's still a part of me that wants to push the guy out of the way and especially <laughs> especially if <for, laughs> they're having a hard time with it i want to Push him out of the way and, and be the trigger man myself once in a while. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: that's, uh, especially on the cruise hunt, the rifle cruise hunt, he's like, oh, oh man, yeah, that was man, a frustrating missile. <laughs> it's like, oh, if I had my tag or if I could hunt right now.
2: You yeah. You know, exactly. standing,
0: right, standing right there in the open, I can't see
2: it. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, it's just the, the,
0: the way it goes. Anyway.
2: Though. So, um, Let's start off with, uh, let's talk about the the difference in the rut between the coos and the mule deer. Uh, let's talk about timing-wise first. What are well, these down south, you know, in the handful of units that you like to hunt. what do you typically see the start date of the rut for, for the coos deer and where does it carry out to?
0: Typically, it's right around I would say around the 15th of December, but the weather depending. I mean, if it's going to get quick, if it's supposed to be cold like starting tomorrow, and if it remains mm-hmm. cold for like two weeks, uh-huh. it stays in the 50s, you, you, you'll see them a lot sooner starting to rut those uh, the coos. But typically, yeah. it's right around the 15th, and I've seen them rut all the way into you know February. Right, uh, but the you know, the 15th to the 30th or so, they're they're really pretty hot. Right. And as for the the
2: mule deer. And what do you, you say? The peak is what? Like that first week of January? First yeah, week of more, January? I would
0: say, yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd say more at the end of December, the last, the last week of December. Yeah, first week of January. Because when we're oh. out here doing our archery hunts in January, you know, like mm-hmm. that first week. Yeah, they're really, those coups are really going at it.
2: So, yeah, I was gonna say that first week of January. It seems pretty good on the coos, and the mule yeah. deer down south tend to be a little bit later.
0: Yeah, that's usually
2: right,
0: right around the fifth, the January fifteenth to about mm-hmm. the thirtieth. Um, I'd say right around the seventeenth to twentieth. That's when they really, I mean, you'll see they really go at it in about that time of the month. Um, mm-hmm. Then again, you know, I've seen mule deer up here where the last week of December was like the best out of the whole archery hunt, you know, not wow. very often, but it, it has happened where the last week of December was just insane. There was bucks everywhere and they were rutting, rutting, rutting. And come the 15th of January, they're already almost done. So yeah, crazy. It, yeah, it's, it's kind of weird for the mule deer. They kind of just do, I think they do a lot just with the weather.
2: it just got to be cool, you know? Um, I feel like it's a little bit more, well, it's a bit earlier and I feel like it's a little bit more spread out here in central Arizona and the timing of it, I feel like the Coos and the Muleys are right about the same time. It's really not, it's not as, you know, down South, I always noticed that it was a little bit, the Coos always came on first. And it felt like they stayed yeah, longer too. They came on first and stayed longer. But over here I feel like yeah, uh-huh. It, Up yeah. here I feel like by me that you know come December 26th, you know, right after Christmas, it just keeps coming on stronger and stronger and stronger right to the end of January and then it you know in, into February it starts fading off. Um, yeah, really, again, you know, peak for the both of them over here, I feel like is that second, second and third week of January, right in the middle, like right in the middle of the month. But it comes on pretty, pretty strong, or pretty significant right after uh, Christmas. And the only time I've ever seen it get really deviated is if we don't have those. If the desert isn't green, if we don't have the rains keep the desert green like so last year the desert in december was brown dry and i feel like what it did was and i had a freaking december muley uh rut tag you know and i was yeah. like i was so pissed off because i just wasn't seeing what i normally would see yeah. and um i feel what happens is if the moisture's not there it screws with the estrous cycle of the does like not as many does come into estrus because that the, the deer herd isn't as healthy or something and i've and i've talked to a couple of biologists and and a lot of people they've they've agreed with me but i don't know if any studies or anything have been done about it so
0: i actually believe it or not with all the rain that we had this last summer it is it's awfully dry up here yeah um, but that being said they've killed a lot of good bucks in these last Three hunts too. um mm. Seems like this this year I've seen a lot more bigger bucks taken out down here than in previous years. Really? So I don't, you know, I don't. But it's, you know, I see a lot. There's just like tumbleweed that you never see out here. It's it's pretty dry. But the ponds are yeah. Dry. But it's okay. it's really brown. Yeah. <laughs>
2: So, so yeah, that, yeah. Here in central, it's it's uh, the the desert's not very brown at all. It's it's very green. There's a lot of green up, a lot of grass underneath all the trees, and I actually I'm hoping that we get those December rains that we usually do, and it just keeps on going well, and the, and and the rut will be strong. But so
0: yeah, yeah. But yeah, like you said, the crews they typically yeah you know, they seem to rut a lot longer than mule deer. Mule deer you only get about you know, week maybe two weeks at the most at the, you know, peak, these right. coos you see in the coos, you'll start seeing them right, you know, in the middle of December and they just go all the way through January. It's just, just a weird deal. And but I that's, think, you know, the mule it, deer
2: behavior thing. Yeah. Because the, the mule, mule deer, deer are like a herd. you know, they gather up a harem where a yep. white tail will only pick one doe out at a time. That's what I was just going to say. Yeah. I feel like that's what the reason is for that. Like, you know, muley, a muley buck will be breeding, like, three, four does at the same, you know, in the same exactly. uh, couple of days.
0: And you you'll, know, and you'll they see they'll oh,
2: have like one doe at a time. Yeah. And, yeah, and he'll
0: stay with that doe for, you know, a couple of days, too. And oh, yeah. Mule deer. Yeah, exactly. yeah, mule deer can breed to one and maybe two, <laughs> and then it's just it's
2: it's crazy. Well, off to another. They'll go four miles and hit another group.
0: <laughs> yeah Ford. you know i've seen them like i i said on our last podcast i've seen them go from to i think it's twenty, twenty two 22 miles in three days yeah I've seen them down yeah. yeah it's it's you know they I remember migrate one, so much. One
2: year, seeing a buck down by the border i was hunting one week and then i came back a week and a half later and he was clear on the north end of the unit like yep so i don't know i I, don't, I went out saying units and say in units and areas for the border. I'm going to say that's probably about 30 miles.
0: It, yeah, yeah, it is. And that, I, like I said, i seen a buck down here, and it's been a couple of years ago. We called him Moose because he was like all palmated on one side, a mule deer. Uh-huh. And uh, three days later, we were on the border. I mean, like we right on the border. And uh, we were pulled in there, and we got up on the hill, started glassing, and that buck was down there. And that's 26 miles in two days. Yeah. That's two crazy. days. And then not only that, about two or three days later, he was back down on the north end, just going back and forth. It, it's, yeah. And, you know, on the cruise, <laughs> that's what I feel is so much easier with cruise because they just stay in that general area, you know. They don't. Yeah. You'll see a cruise, good I've, cruise buck, and he's going to be within a mile, usually within a mile radius.
2: Yeah. He, they usually don't go quite far. I have seen them change. a matter of fact, my guy's just uh, – took Paul's kids out and a buck that we were looking at in the early seasons was about four miles or four and a half miles away. And they ended up shooting him here in October, but that was from September, you know, August, September season to, to the first uh, rifle, or to the second rifle.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah they'll, they'll, Once in a while, see you it a that,
2: but, but not, I don't see it as quite as often. Well, so I, a, I, I think part of that has to do with density, you know, like how much, how much deer are in, you know, you find like coups deer are one pocket where, you know, mule deer kind of have this big roaming. So,
0: no, yeah. um, um, you know, you're right though. I mean, the coos will, especially with, we've already had, what, this is the third rifle hunt. They're going to be, you know, moving a lot more than, a lot farther than they usually do. But they'll right. still be, you know, they they just don't move as much. I should say they they're they're there, but they just they stay tucked down, you know. They're not really yeah. moving around. That's that's the deal. Everybody's like, oh, the, you know, there ain't no deer there. The, I had a buck here in the first hunt, and he's, he's not there anymore. No, no, he's there. Yeah,
2: he's, he's just not getting <laughs> up.
0: He's just laying, <laughs> he's laying, under, laying under a, a bush
2: somewhere. Spot. Yep, and he's getting up from. An hour a day in light, half an hour in the morning, half an hour and you know before dark, and going five feet to eat and pissing and yeah. shitting in the same bed all day. <laughs> so. I'm telling
0: you, it's, cra- it's crazy. I seen a book, I don't know, it was probably two years ago that uh, someone shot, and I, I watched the book because I was up glassing and I watched him run, 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 and he passed he passed this bush, and it was just like a, one of those I don't know, they're like a cat bush. He ran yep. past it. He turned around, went back to that bush, and I swear he backed in there with his ass in first, like a doghouse, and crawled up uh-huh. in there and those hunters went right past him. It was just unbelievable. I mean he like he ran past it, looked back, like, Oh, there's a bush and he crawled up in there and never moved. And they walked That's right by it, it yeah. was it was you know, it was pretty crazy the things that they they do. It's just a little hole and they crawled right in there like
2: a covey of quail, you know. Yeah. I've actually seen them cra- have you ever seen them uh watch them glassing? I think you and I talked about this one time. But Oh crawling, crawling on their crawl- bellies? Crawling on their bellies, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, you'll see yeah, not- I've never seen a mule deer do that. No. <laughs> no not at all. Yeah. No, 'cause but... you're a special something. Yeah. So let me uh what kind of areas are you looking for once these later seasons come in to find Koos Bucks? And you just, I mean, you said earlier that they kind of tend to the around the same area, but from the early season to the late season, what are some of the things that change? Well, when, when the archery starts, you know, the rifle,
0: you got rifle hunt. And that last rifle hunt goes until the 31st, which is archery too. But then again, mm-hmm. you only got you don't have as many tags. You only have fifty to seventy five tags in a whole unit, so there's a lot less pressure. So a lot of those bucks have come back down from where they were, or you know, come back up from the bottoms or whatever, and they'll start relaxing mm-hmm. and going after those does. So it's not as hard as what the rifle hunts are because once you got everybody shooting those, like you said, those bucks don't even move. And once mm-hmm. that late archery season starts you start seeing these bucks move and then the rook kicks in and you'll see them a lot more so what you really just there's nothing really to look for you just kind of look at the same spot they'll like you said they'll go right now you'll see them in the morning for probably 45 minutes as soon as that sun comes up if you're lucky and then they go right straight down to the washes or find a pocket and just stay there all day until 30 minutes before dark and you'll kind of get right. a glimpse of them out there, and where, where you don't have no time to make a move on them. And right. once, you know, and that's just because of all the pressure. But once that all these rifle hunts get done, it only takes about two weeks, and those, you know, they know they know when the vehicles don't come in. Oh, yeah. oh it's time. Yeah. So they'll start moving around a lot more. And uh, yeah. What we do, we do a lot of spawn stock on the coups, but actually for our archery hunts, we try to, you know, sit ponds. If the weather's yeah, right, you know, like last good. January, yeah, last January it was pretty warm, and the ponds were just—it was that was the best way to kill the coos. Spot and stock, a lot of people, clients, they'll try it, but you know how it is, and I know how it is. I, you tell them it's it's pretty hard, and they'll try it for a couple of days, and they'll be like, okay, let's go sit a pond. Yeah.
2: So, yeah, yeah, it's a lot because they they go, you know, once yeah, the, well, I mean, you know, it's hard. I know it's hard. Yeah. Do you like sitting ponds? I don't like sitting ponds.
0: No, no. I, I, yeah. I sit there for. I think I'm sitting there for hours, and it's only been like thirty minutes. <laughs> it's, it's tough.
2: Yeah, it is. It's. And I don't, I don't know what, be. what it is. it's probably because the amount of game you see, but I could sit in a tree stand back east for fifteen freaking hours, and be okay. I can't sit for three hours in a damn ground blind on a pond over here to save my life. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is. Like, I just, I can't, I, I just, I feel like it's, you, here's the difference. I guess if I, if I have a trail camera on that pond and it's showing me a crap ton of deer coming, you know, all times of day, I can do it because yeah. then there's something to look forward to. But for some reason, like if I'm gonna just go blindly sit upon that I know just you know has a lot of sign on it or just in years passes had beer come to a bunch I don't know I just have, I have such a hard time doing it. Well,
0: I've, I've said, time doing I had it. a I had a big buck, big cruise come in, probably I don't know, mm-hmm. over a hundred, and I sat a tree stand on this buck for I don't know three or four days, and I sat for uh-huh. like four or five hours, and that's not me, but I wanted yeah. this buck so bad. But he would just not, he'd come in to the bank, and he would just never commit to the water. And the uh, one time he did, he came up underneath me. I mean, like right underneath me, and that was the closest he ever came, and I had no shot. Uh,
2: that, that's rough.
0: Yeah, and you you can't really, I had a camera, I've had a camera on a pond since August, uh, the end of August, 1st of September, which always produces good bucks i mean it's always has a lot of coups on there and believe it or not i pulled that camera last week and there wasn't one buck on there from september with all these wow. rifle hunts going yeah and that's um why i have no clue uh, you can go now this other you go not even half a mile down pond full of water and it's getting hit like crazy huh. uh, it's just it's just kind of a weird deal
2: got to be access or something to it that's some Maybe there's a lion in it. Who knows?
0: Yeah. I don't know. Well, that's the thing. I didn't even have a lion. That's what I thought too. But there wasn't even a lion on camera. Mm. But I know that there's a lion up here. That uh, actually on the last side, the guy seen actually killed a deer uh, while they were up there glassing. So really? That, yeah. I mean, that's another. Oh, there's, thing a, guy, yeah, but, yeah. there's always lions or you got over there, man. That place is so They are. Every time we see well, that's them, well,
2: because
0: there's a lot of deer there, though. Yeah, that's why well, I don't have a, I never have a damn gun. I always see them with crimes. I never see them when I'm on, on my hunt. Yeah, right. So, yeah, and it's, I know, seeing them archery hunting, but trying to get one with a bow, you know, when you're spot stalking, doesn't work very well.
2: Yeah. So, I have that same problem. <laughs> right. Well, one of these days I'll be able to. I mean, I've shot lions, but I'll be able to capitalize on one like that. I want to, I want to call one in. I don't know. Did you see Shane called one yeah, in I last did. week? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Got him a shotgun. second, sec, yeah, second one in two years, man. Lucky. That's crazy. Yeah, people lucky, don't even so, lucky sob. Yeah.
0: Some people don't even see him in a
2: lifetime. Yeah. Well, I know. I know guys that I've been no. that've been hunting for years and years and years and never seen one. No. But yeah, yeah,
0: there's, so, there's quite a few down here.
2: So I I feel like I see at least two or three every year, at least in the last ten years.
0: Yeah, if you spend but, like if you I haven't seen one actually I haven't seen one this year. No, well yeah, but you haven't really been,
2: yeah, been out of state. Yeah, I haven't really been. A, yeah, I've been out of state a lot. Yeah, I haven't done yeah, much if, here. You,
0: if you stay here from October. You know when the first hunt start, all the way mm-hmm. through. You, I think last year I think I seen seven lions last year, and they were you know they were all different ones actually. Well, Anthony, Anthony and uh, John, were we seen the, the lion and three cubs? I think it was last year. Oh yeah. On one of the, yeah on one of the rifle hunts. But Nice. And that's that seems that's that's a big problem too. You know those cubs, they'll totally get out of that area they'll, they'll yeah. be that's that's one time they'll move and they'll be two miles
2: away if you got a cat
0: roaming around enough
2: let's switch gears a little bit i want to talk about um when you're spotting, and in the coos you know obviously other than you know picking a good route keeping the wind and being quiet as all hell what are what are some of the things that you're telling clients maybe what are some of the like behavioral things about coos that kind of like can help you? Like, uh, let me give you an example. So last time I had you on, we were talking about mule deer. Uh, you said when they bust, they almost bust and always make a circle to the right. You know, is there, are there things about coos deer that guys should know that might help them, you know, score a buck?
0: Well, that's, you know, crews are so much, they're not nothing like meal dairy. Crews, you're busted, they're gone. So what I, what we do is when we do spot and stock with clients, I mean, I've done it myself, is we try to get in with, I don't know, as close as you possibly can without him even having an idea you're there. And then pretty much we kind of just, you know, as long as you're downwind and everything, kind of just sit, find a spot, get tucked in and sit up there within the range and kind of hope that he going to get up and come your way or another way we do it is if we can get up and go around and come up on top of them that's that's your best way to kill a cruise i think is come up on top to where they're down below you that seems to work the best going up to them like if you're going up the mountain going straight at them that's almost impossible for one the angles of the you know the mountains can't even see them but if you can get up and around go around the mountain and come up over the top you know because they're always facing usually down the you know facing downhill with the wind so right but trying to get in as close as you can without getting busted and just kind of just hold up and wait and hope that he you know if you're watching that buck you know you, you watch him i don't know for beach or whatever and that buck's coming say it's in the evening and you get up on top and you know that buck's gonna head east if you can get up there and get above him be a hundred yards from them on the east side of them. It generally works. Yeah. But I would not, Like a spot, not, Spot in ambush. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I, I just don't.
2: That's
0: you know, kind of like the, the way
2: I, the only times I've ever been personally successful, uh, on Coos Deer is, is that way. I, I've had yeah. pure, pre purely stalked into them several times and had shot opportunities. I, I blew one couple years ago with Shane, actually, uh, down there. And but um, it doesn't happen often, so I, I agree with you. I feel like that spot in ambush is like the that's like the best way to go for those. Just get it, get in there, get into that like hundred yard mark, and you know, get to a spot where you got some good shooting lanes, and hopefully, just
0: hope, yeah, yeah, hopefully.
2: Comes I, way or with, I try to send that way. guys up, you know, try to talk them into, you know, the side that they're most likely going to walk to, you know, based on the wind or 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 feed or cover or whatever, you know, or if you know that there's some does, you know, to the right of them, a couple hundred yards that he hasn't caught a whiff of yet or whatever you know, kind of get in between him and the does. I find that kind of worked for me a few, a couple of times to, to create opportunities, you know, that works with mule there too. I've, I've noticed like if you find a buck that's cruising, you know, get a guy or talk a guy into uh real tight on the does and kind of, you know, cut, the, cut the buck off to the, to the does, so to speak.
0: Yeah. Um, get in the middle.
2: Yeah. Back in the day when they were making that, uh, the buck bomb, the muley bomb, mm-hmm. I, I killed the buck myself and I created several opportunities for other people this way. Um, I got in between the does and the buck. So the, you know, the, the, and I sprayed that buck bomb and he came, you know, f- practically flying in. Uh, because he caught a whiff. He knew there was does over there, but he must have had like sent checked them or something, or, you know, sent checked them from afar and none of them were hot. And then I yeah. introduced that extras, and he was like, oh, shit, there is a hot dough over there. I got to go find that one, you know, <laughs> and that worked for me. You know, that's worked for me a couple of times. I have, well, you know, I've had success calling them in too, but yeah. I don't like to get into that too much cuz everybody does it the wrong way and screws it up for everybody else. So, but rattling, I find that rattling works pretty good for coo's bucks too.
0: You know, Especially, yeah, it does. Uh, not,
2: as, not as much down there as it does in the central spot, the central area for some reason. And maybe it's just cuz of the vegetation. But um I found that like I tried it in 23 a few years back and we were like in some like uh um, was that Gamble Oak type country and um, yeah we called I mean it was a it was a little dink buck and I didn't shoot him but I was like man, that was pretty cool Create an opportunity you know that way I, um, I rattled I know guys that do you you grunt you yeah. grunt a lot though don't you
0: yeah but I was I I rattled one year and uh I had I seen this buck and I'd start rattling and hell, he'd come down the hill. I'm like, holy shit, he's coming in. So I just kept rattling. It was the late December. Uh, I was archery hunting was during the rifle hunt, too. So I was rattling. He was coming right in, just like bee lining at it. And all of a sudden, somebody shot and uh, was shooting at him. I actually was shooting at the one behind him, which was a small buck. We chased him all off. So, yeah, oh. that. It works. Actually, the rattling to me works better for twos than it does meal deer.
2: Oh, yeah. Um, I've tried. I agree.
0: Yeah. I've, yeah, the mule deer are just—I don't know—they—they're just so much different.
2: Well, here's so. the here's the thing. I think with mule deer, and this this could be said across the country. Whenever you have a very skewed um, buck to doe ratio, like there's a lot more does than bucks, those bucks don't want to fight other bucks. No. They don't have to. When you walk into a them. bar when you walk into a bar and you and your three buddies are the only three dudes in the whole place. And there's 150 women, you know, there's no need to get in a fight, <laughs> you know? Yeah. You're not going to, you're not going to be fighting over women. You got more women than you you know what to do with, you know? So that's kind of like the mentality. Well see. That's you know. where I use the grunt.
0: That's when I grunt, I use the grunt tube. I use, in fact, that's all I do when I archery mule deer hunt I'll use a grunt tube. Yeah, um, I know yeah i, I use that, that
2: you did that i
0: use that quite a bit actually i use it now that you mentioned it i I use it almost all the time
2: yeah it, uh, <laughs> what do you think it, it, is it worth to get them to come you or it's just like a soothing thing just to let them know that there's another deer over there where they catch a little bit of movement or whatever well when
0: i use it a lot of times i use it to stop them you know if they're going towards the door or whatever i use it to stop them and I haven't really sat down under a tree and just started grunting and had a buck, you know, mule deer come in. Uh, if you right. can get up, you know, get it within a hundred yards of him and kind of throw a couple grunts off and let them know that you're over by his does. If you can get over mm-hmm. by his does, they'll come in. Uh, like I gotcha. said, I've tried, I've tried rattling mule deer and I think it's worked maybe once. And I just kind of, it wasn't something that I I do all the time. I like I said I tried it and didn't work so well, so I just kind of never did it again. And I've stuck with the grunt tube, and that seems the best works for me down here, you know. Mm-hmm. But that's just the you know the coups, like you were telling. The coups, is just once they're they, once you're, even you know out of rifle hunting, they're, mm-hmm. they're gone. You you know you can't find them they just go up yeah. over the top of the hill and you you can be 50 yards from the top of that hill and go over and they're they're gone. You know they're I mean, yeah. not they're probably not gone. They're just somewhere where you can't see them down in a ravine and just not in a bush. Uh mule deer just go out there and they they bust you and they will go out, you know, 50 yards to stand there and look at you.
2: Just try to right.
0: you know, keep their safe distance. And that's when
2: you that's so, when you dial the old blow up to 150 and let one go.
0: No, I can't I don't. <laughs> I try to stay under. I try to stay under 80 yards if I can. I, don't, I, I, know, I know a lot of guys that do that, though. 110 yards, 100, sight their bows in at 110. Hell, I yeah. shot one in 94, and I'm like, when I was getting ready to shoot, I'm like, man, that's a long ways. That's, that's the hardest I've ever shot at 94 yards.
2: Yeah. But
0: I, I still say the easiest way to kill a coos is just, Sitting a pond. I mean, that's that just
2: seems to be it's boring as shit. But if you really want to kill one, every year the guys that kill consistently kill big bucks are always killing them on water. Exactly. And it might take a lot of times. Yeah, it'll take. As I say, a lot of times you can sit there for like four or five days, not even see a bird. Yep. You know. And then there's
0: a couple guys I know that sat sat a pond for I think five or six days and not even a doe came in.
1: And just all of mm-hmm. a sudden,
0: that sixth day, a big, I think it was, I think he scored one one or something, came in and he shot it. And how the hell like he that. sat there for six days not seeing nothing and did it anyway, I don't know.
2: <laughs> but, yeah, you got to have that fortitude to do that. But I would say that's I keep that's telling best, myself but... I'm going to do it.
0: <laughs> oh, I do every year. I do every yeah. year. I'm going to sit, the time that I have, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit upon. Sit me. Yep. Well, you've heard me <laughs> yep. say it. No, no, I know. No <laughs> I've seen
2: you do it too, and leave after two hours. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yep. So, Nothing came in. No,
2: but well, no, no yeah. kidding.
0: You only sat there two hours.
2: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But uh, no, I honestly, I, I was, I kind of getting away from the late season. I kind of have my heart set for like the last three years, and then for one reason or another, probably because I've been going to Utah or whatever in that during the August hunt. Um, I've been wanting to kill a coos deer in velvet. I don't have a coos deer in velvet. And I really want to go sit a pond.
1: But I'm just, like, I don't want to deal
2: with snakes. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to sit. I don't want to sit in the damn heat. I don't want to deal with snakes. I don't want to. It's like, you know, you have to get up at like 3 a.m. Just you have to get out to your blind at like 3.30 in the morning just so you can get in there before, you know, so let everything settle down. It's just like yeah. all this shit. And it's just like, ah. And then you're walking blind in the dark. Right. If this was me 20 years ago, I'd be all over it. No problem. Uh, but now it's time to come so like, eh. <laughs> I, no, really? I got lucky
0: because my first book, my first Archie book was a Velvet Choose. So I got that out of oh, the yeah. way. Yeah. Nice. Not so me. Um, but yeah, that's, and that's a good time to sit ponds for Coos too is in the middle of the summer when it's hot as hell.
2: Yeah, they, well, because you know they got a water.
0: Yeah, they hit that water like crazy.
2: Exactly. But I, yeah, uh, that, that's, I, got I would say that. My first, my first coos hunt, my first archery coos buck it was actually the very first time I went hunting here in Arizona. Didn't know nothing about hunting coos deer, didn't know nothing about hunting in Arizona. And I shot a little itty bitty three point coos buck with my bow on like the third day of hunting. And I was like, yeah, this shit's easy. I didn't kill another yeah. buck with my bow. <laughs> I think for seven years or something like that, another cruise buck for like seven years. Yeah,
0: and that, you know, a lot of people, and that's the thing, you know, you, you, some people kill like little three points with their bow. You know, they're they're like, uh, they think they're going to, that, that's, that's, you know, it's little, yeah. But you know how hard it is to kill a cruise?
2: With the bow, yeah, you know, yeah. Some people, well, that's I mean, that's just, why Pope and Young is 67 inches. It's not because, yeah, you know, it's not
0: the easiest thing to do. I mean, I've I've hardly hunted now for I don't know how many years, and I've only killed three three. Coo- not that I, I go out and really try for them,
2: but I've yeah, only say you cures. you hunt a lot. Yeah, I do. I like
0: yeah, the me too. Millies, three. Man. That's what I have.
2: I have three with yeah. the bow. And that's yeah. I'll see
0: big coups during these hunts and be like, when January comes, like, oh I'm I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna coos hunt this year. But then you go and mm-hmm. see a 190, 200 inch and you like, no, mm-hmm, I'm not. And it always happens, yeah. and I never, never. Uh, I need to just do it one year and just go get a good coos with the bow. I think my biggest one is like 87 with the bow.
2: I don't think so, mine's even that big. yeah, so. that's right, I got two, let's see, one, two. Both of those are like one's like forty inches, my first one. My other one's probably right about that Pope and young, sixty something. And then I got one that's like high seventies, maybe low eighties.
0: That's I had a, uh, I I had Adam Foss, I don't know if you know who he is, Adam Foss and uh yep. Jason Peak mm-hmm. down here. Yeah. Um which Adam Foss is a big time, I mean, if you, if anybody knows him he's big horn he's killed like every big sheep there is, and he right. he wanted a coup so bad, and he'd come down on the hunt, and he was on coups every single i mean I think they hunted all day long on bucks and for mm-hmm. five days, and he got close, but he never got one, and he is like, man, he goes, I do a lot of hunts he goes this this is a lot harder than I thought it would be."
2: But, yeah, everybody that I've yeah. ever taken says says the same thing. Yeah, so, but then, And then indeed. there's guys that go out every year and seemingly just kill them at will, you know? <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's like crazy. I, Tim Gillingham came out here. He hunted like a couple of days and he killed one on the first first try. <laughs> a good one, too, you know? <laughs> uh, but I was just like, yeah, great. You know, that's awesome. You make me feel fucking great. <laughs> yeah. I, well, so. But anyhow, well, cool, man. You um, you got the you got two rifle hunters coming in for this. Uh, yeah, they'll they'll be here on Monday, late, no, late November, early December. You got yep. any rifle uh, rut hunts and or... just one you gotta, you rifle rut? Just one.
0: Yeah, I'll be out okay. here pretty much now. I'm gonna be here till the end of January because I'm booked the whole month. Actually, I do have a week open in January again. Had another cancellation or reschedule, I guess I should say.
2: There you um, go. So i yeah, want to kill a good, I got good buck. Give Billy a call.
0: Yeah. The first through the fifth it's, is the only week open. And if not, that's what I'm going to hunt. So, yeah. um,
2: but yeah, it's, uh, like I'll, said, I'll, it I'll just, probably be down by you right after Christmas. I have, uh, I have a friend that drew, uh, not a client, uh, but a friend who drew the, uh, the December. Uh, late December rifle coups so oh yeah I may or may not come and help them yeah
0: yeah I'll be back um I'll probably go back and I'll leave everything out here but I'll be back on about the 26th I guess Mm. Hmm. so I'll uh cool I got that first that first week of the late hunt and then um and archery nice and hopefully it'll be a you can't really tell on these mule deer right now because there's nothing, you know. There's no mule deer here right now. It's just so yeah. weird. Yeah. Uh, they'll,
2: they'll be here though. That's crazy deal. how they migrate over there. I, well, mean, I
0: know, and it's, oh, cool. it's not. And that's the thing; they're not even. You can't hardly even find one right now, and then and <laughs> they're just everywhere, you know. Come January, they just come so yeah. far
2: from the from everywhere.
0: Well, oh, good deal. Yeah, I'll see you in a couple weeks.
2: All right, man. Sounds good. Thanks for coming on and sharing some knowledge with us. Um, if you guys want to go hunt with uh, with a master down south over there, to give Billy a call. Check out Letter Rip Outfitters. and uh, He's got a week open there in January. Don't let him don't let him steal another one out of the out of there by himself. So let him <laughs> let him let him put you on that big buck. <laughs> yeah, that if, if
0: I don't get that week, that's my week to hunt. So
2: There you go. All if right, Ralph. Well I'll talk to you soon. Hey good, hey, good luck on that uh that buck. I hope you get that one buck uh, this weekend opening weekend. Yeah, I I've been um, watching him for almost two
0: months now, so and he's still here. Is is he still is he still there? Yep.
2: Yep. You went checking. You yesterday. went and check him
0: this morning, or oh, yesterday? No, yesterday. Okay, cool. Yeah, yesterday.
2: Uh, he's not- Dude, man, I've been I've been thinking about. <laughs> I was gonna drive and meet you halfway and give you my gun, so you yeah. can make that that shot.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I don't. Uh, I got my three hundred eight. I can only. I'm good up to about three hundred. So oh. that's okay. Get closer now with the bow. So I'm, I'm pretty sure I can do that's it. That's true. That is true. <laughs> yeah all right well if you're done all right bro street, stop by okay all right, all right thank Dan. you okay, okay bye-bye
1: hey guys thanks for checking out the show really appreciate you keep those reviews and those comments coming helps us keep this free do me a favor go check out phoenix shooting bags use promo code john stallone to save 20 percent. all one word and check out Howl for wildlife thank you very much and we'll catch you on the next show